0: everybody and it's sunday because i'm here you're there we're all here and there so here we're here there and everywhere so thank you for tuning in i greatly appreciate it uh just a reminder i'll be mentioning it through the show a couple of things number one next weekend is memorial weekend and so we will everybody be at home eating brats and hamburgers and steak on the grill i'll be having steak i haven't had steak yet this year on the grill and i grill wood charcoal because i i'm sorry there's no better taste than either wood or charcoal when you make your steaks. And then a reminder, uh, the good, well, <laughs> is news that uh, this is the last Sunday that I'll be on from 4 to 6. I am no longer on drive time. We had to make some st- changes. We're looking for new producers and such like that and split shifts. And so I'll be wor- on every Sunday. But I will be on from noon to two, so hopefully you will follow me. Because without you guys calling in your questions, you'll have to listen to me talk over and over and over and over and over again, and so or I have to find some guests or whatever. So anyway, so hopefully that uh, you'll follow me from so starting June fifth. Mark your calendars. That's your, on your, whatever you call it, smartphones or whatever little dingers during at noon on June 5th. to remind you to listen to the new time of the Katie K9 show. So hopefully that will, but no, I'm kind of sad because I've always prided myself that I was a, during drive time, which is, uh, you know, like Lori and Julia's, their show is from three to six. That's major drive time. And then same with um, Alexis and The crew in the morning, um, their their drive time in the morning, and they know that's a creme de la creme. So I always said, "See, I have drive time too." Well, not anymore. <laughs> so all you cabin people, I'm sorry. You'll have to just go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page and listen to the the show, the, you know, when they put it up for podcast. Is it called a podcast, Hope? It sure is. Okay. And <laughs> if, if you notice that, that friendly voice, she's back. I'm back. There, that would be Hope on the other side of the line. So it's, uh, welcome back. You surprised me? I was yes. just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> I know her. <laughs> so that is cool. So life is treating you good? It's going well. Yeah, seriously. I think a year later I put in my notice around this time I was wrapping up my... Shifts here, yep, and now yep, I'm back to help, to help to out for a while. <laughs> yep, so yes, to, thank to, you to break in the new one, yes, the newbies. Exactly. So that'll be that'll be good. That'll be good. So I uh, hopefully and Josh is uh, uh, shadowing you, and so hopefully we'll get him on the air. We got to hear what his voice sounds like. Sure, we have yeah. two hours. There you go. We'll get him. <laughs> we'll get him answering some of the, the questions. Yeah, okay. He's probably gonna do better than I do. So <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I remember with Carly, we had one listener that would call Carly and give her answers. Uh, that I had that same. Yeah. She was very yeah. helpful during yeah. my time too. So you thank go. you. Yep. No, they, we don't care. It's, hey, we're just <laughs> it's, we're at a entertainment factor. No matter where it comes from, right? I still gave her credit. There <laughs> you go. There's no problem, no problem. But yeah, so hopefully you guys got questions. Today is not the last Sunday of the month. But that would be next weekend in Memorial mm. Weekend when we're not going to be here. So this Sunday is we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. So hopefully you will have some vet questions for her since we got her here. You know, whether, uh, like I said, just uh, whether dogs, cats. I don't know, just Dr. Jess, do you do iguanas? No. Okay. But thank you. For, thank you for offering. <laughs> okay. How about hamsters? Uh, Sure. Why not? How about chickens? A little bit. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I should have brought my one chicken. She was looking a little peaked, and then she didn't make it. I don't know why, but no, <clears throat> yeah, well, it is what it is. Well,
1: that might have been a little
0: late. Keith. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I tried though. She perked up. I really <clears throat> thought she was going to pull through, but she didn't. But oh well, it is what it is. They're delicate. Yes, 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 yes. So hopefully you guys got some questions for us, you know, me and, Button, but since we got Dr. Jess, please, let's use her while she's here, okay, instead of her just sitting here knitting or whatever, you know, we want to give her questions. So hopefully you got something about your dog, your cat, or whatever type of thing. So she's a wealth of information, so use her. And then we got Hope trickering the buttons over there, and we got my mouth saying, I have no idea what, no, I'm just kidding. And I got a new silly joke for silly kid book. So we got new jokes, dad jokes, whatever type thing. So we'll hopefully get Josh in on some of the, the questions there. So anyway, and uh, Doctor Jess, what's happening on your side of the street? Um, same old, same old. Okay, that ends that with that. It was a pleasure having you, Doctor Jess, come again when you right. can't stay so
1: Work, in spring. Well, there you go. Right, people are worried about Lyme disease. People yeah. are worried about
0: ticks. Yeah, but now there have a lot of clinics, you know, for uh, the spring. Now there's a there's a test called a snap test, correct? Yes. And that's where they draw blood and
1: So that that's an in house test. So okay. your vet runs that on the spot. All right. And um I have to turn my volume down or something. Oh okay. <laughs> and so, uh So they draw the blood in the clinic. Yeah. So so there's four different parts to the test. One part looks for heartworm, and then the other three parts look for different tick borne diseases. Okay. So, supposedly a test for Lyme, Anaplasma, and Ehrlichiosis. Ehrlichiosis, that's why Um, I keep forgetting. The test, the part of the test that looks for heartworm Mm -hmm. is a pretty good test. Oh, nice. Now, obviously, if it turns positive, you still don't say, oh my gosh, your dog has heartworm, we got to start treatment. All right. So, the first thing you would do is you would draw a second blood sample and send it to the lab for a confirmatory test. Oh, interesting. So, you still never rely on these tests 100%. Okay, okay. And then the other tests that are supposed to be testing for tick-borne diseases, they're actually, those are antibody tests. Right. So the heartworm test is looking for heartworm DNA. The other tests are looking for antibodies against these
0: tick-borne organisms. That means they've been exposed to it.
1: Correct. Correct. It also means that they're kind of unreliable. Okay. So I just got an email from, you know, another one of my clients this weekend, like this happens pretty much every day. Oh, my gosh, I had my dog at the vet. They tested positive for Lyme disease. The vet says I should give him a month of antibiotics. What should Uh I do? Okay. Um, That that dot turning blue is not really a diagnosis of Lyme disease. So it just means that you have more investigation to do. All right. And what are we investigating? How do we go about that? Well, Lyme disease in dogs is just as hard to diagnose as it is in humans. Oh, wow. It's really hard for people to get diagnosed with Lyme disease because it's one of those things where the test could be negative. Maybe you still have it. How are you going to know? Hard to say. Uh, so same thing in dogs. So next thing they do is draw another blood sample and send it to the lab to do what's called a quantitative C6. Okay. So basically the blue dot is kind of like, it's like a pregnancy test. Okay. okay. Yes or no. Do you have antibodies against Lyme disease or do you not? All right. Now, theoretically, the, the dot will turn a darker blue if there are more antibodies. All right. But because these tests are relatively inaccurate, doesn't necessarily mean anything the quantitative c6 gives you a number and so it tells you oh your dog has this many antibodies against lyme disease okay now the lab has set kind of an artificial level where they say if it's more than this number that means it's active lyme disease and you've got to treat all right but you still have to look at the dog and say well but does my dog have, have symptoms? symptoms because the thing is if you caught some contagious disease the first thing you would want to have happen is you would want your body to produce antibodies antibodies, because that fights it. Exactly. Right. So if you have antibodies and you don't have symptoms, that's kind of like, wow, maybe your body's doing its job. Right. It's fighting it. And And then do you need antibiotics? All right. So, uh, you know, the thing, even with antibiotics, like the problem humans run into is that even though you take the antibiotics, you're not actually getting rid of the bacteria. And so when I treat patients with Lyme disease, I don't, I just use homeopathic remedies and I don't use antibiotics. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, so just like in humans and in our pets that we way overuse. Correct. The uh, the Correct.
1: And it is, you know, it's such a knee jerk response. So I definitely right. have people come in and like every spring the dot has turned blue and every spring the dog has gone on 30 days of an antibiotic, which uh-huh. is kind of, you know, nonsensical.
0: Uh-huh. And it's really hard in their gut. Yeah. To be on on uh, 30 days of antibiotics. It's usually doxy, yeah. doxycycline, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's kind of tough. Okay, well, if you've got a question for Dr. Jess or myself, please use Dr. Jess. Oh, she's here. She's nice of her to come in, so give out callers call 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Okay, i got a new Silly Jokes for Silly Kids book by Silly Willie. So here's the first one. What do you call an alligator in a vest? What do you call an alligator in a vest? We'll be back. Yes, we're back. It's the K 9 Show on MyTalk1071.com. And in case you haven't heard, beginning of the show, I'll be reminding you, starting June 5th, because we're not here next week because of Memorial Weekend, uh, starting June 5th, Sunday, my, uh, mark your calendars. I will be. My show will now move till on Sundays from noon to 2. Noon to 2, so mark your calendars. Okay, what do you call a, an alligator in a vest? What do you think, Hope? Uh, I don't know. Does Josh <laughs> have a guess? Josh, do you have a guess? Alli- what do you call an alligator in a vest? Don't know, don't know. Don't know. Uh, don't know, Ashley. What, what do you think, Doctor Jess? Jess? No clue. Okay. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yes. An investigator. Oh. Yeah, send it back yeah, yeah you know. i don't know about that one an investigator this new book of yours there you go hey we're just starting no, out there's a lot one coming okay love so it. here we go at least
1: now we have a heads up yeah yeah exactly run.
0: okay well, who's up first all right i think she said her name is kirsten and she has a cat with a thyroid issue all right hi kirsten
2: hi thank uh, you for taking my call well, thank
0: you for calling and how old is your cat
2: she is seventeen years old oh, seventeen so she is an old gal okay, and then what food do you feed her? um I feed her uh a dry cat food from Costco, and I also feed her some um, canned wet food that is the food grade um, I can't even think of the name of it now um, okay anything to get her to eat a little okay.
0: Okay, and so now she been you had uh, she been diagnosed with thyroid issues or what's up? Yeah, yep, she has, and um,
2: she has been given a prescription for metham. Um, it's a methamazole, I think. Is mm-hmm. a, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. How does she say and, it? Right? Um, and we've gone through the testing and, and dialing in the dose, and you know, getting her levels normal. Um, but she still, after, after doing better, she just doesn't seem to necessarily be doing that great with it. And I'm just wondering if there's something from a more holistic standpoint that I can be doing to helping, help her quality of life. Mm-hmm. Was anything else abnormal on the blood tests? No. And um you know she had was had some hair loss and all that has improved and she initially gained b- back some weight but now she's um she's she's pretty thin. So. Okay.
1: And when did you last have blood tests done?
2: Probably 2 months ago. Was that when she was diagnosed? No, uh uh-uh. uh probably um 6 months ago. Okay.
1: Um
2: and then uh did you have a urinalysis done? I do not know if that was part of the panel of testing that was done. I don't think so. Okay, you would have been charged for it, so it would be on your invoice. <laughs> okay.
1: So, um with hyperthyroidism in cats, typically what's happening is that the thyroid is dialing up to compensate for subclinical kidney problems. So, things that happen when you're hyperthyroid, um <clears throat> Because cats go up, dogs go down, right, so cats only become hyperthyroid um so your heart rate uh, your heart rate goes up, right, your heart beats faster um which means that more blood flow is getting to the kidneys, which keeps them happier, so because your thyroid governs your body's metabolism, so everybody and en- everything ends up running a little bit faster, and what happens is unfortunately your organs are kind of running faster than they should be doing at that age, right um. So typically hyperthyroidism in cats is always compensating for underlying kidney issues. Um, So that's why I always ask about a urinalysis. When you do the blood test, that's like looking at half of the information and then the urinalysis gives you the other half of the information because that's where even if the B1 and creatinine are within the normal ranges, the kidney values on the blood profile, the urinalysis will often give you the other half of the picture and tell you what's actually going on with the kidneys.
2: Okay, so, so um, and, and so, then so so what is your recommendation then take her in and have uh, your analysis on as well. Uh,
1: you could. Um, it sounds like her appetite's not the greatest. Correct. Okay. So what I would do is I would a ditch the dry food and B feed her a wide variety of grain free canned foods. So different okay. manufacturers, different proteins, basically, every time you crack a can, it should be something different. When cats okay. get like this, novelty is a big part of what kind of keeps them yeah. interested in eating. Yeah. And so yeah. just play right into that. You cannot let a cat railroad you into, you know, I only eat chicken, yeah. I only eat <laughs> fish. Yeah. So you have to feed yeah. a variety of proteins and you want to get stuff from different manufacturers because the vitamin mineral content is always going to be slightly different. Sure. So I would, sure. I would start with that. But then the other thing that I would do is, you know, support the kidneys as much as you can. So... Uh, probiotics and enzymes and there are some different blends of these that you can buy at pet food stores
0: Um, so that's something that is a good idea to do what about standard process renal support for cat felines
1: yep Uh, and a lot of times for a case like this I would use rena food okay uh, which is one of their human supplements comes as little tablets you can see if your cat will eat a tablet as a treat or you can uh, crush the tablet and mix it in with canned food sure um, and if the cat doesn't like it, then you start with start with a quarter of a tablet, shave off a little bit of a tablet with your fingernail and add that to the cats yeah, food. you, know, yeah. you want to work your Baby way up step, to yeah. a tablet per day yeah, okay um, and then uh, you know another option is something it is something a little bit different like uh what is that company it's uh petwellbeing dot com i think, and they make uh oh gosh, it's called a uh, something kidney gold. And it's an organic herbal kidney support supplement for cats. Okay. And, and what they use to make it is it's a glycerin extract. So there's no alcohol. And then they use natural bacon flavor wow. to try to make it appealing because some, you know, herbs can have kind of uh, strong flavor. Yep.
0: <laughs> now, what about um, and
1: you could do both of those things? You could use rena food and the uh, pet well-being thing.
0: And what, okay. what about uh, adding some uh, raw, like hamburger, turkey, chicken, into this? Yep, that's awesome. always a good idea. Okay. always a good idea. Yeah, and I do try
2: to do that. I do, do try, and I, you know, I get, yeah, I do try to give her raw, yeah. raw good meat when I'm cooking good. for sure. And
1: then good sources of fat for cats. So a lot of times I'll have people alternate coconut oil and butter, if she tolerates okay. dairy products. And so you can just, yep. you know, leave out a blob of coconut oil, and when you notice that that's gone, then you put out a pat of butter. And let her hit on that.
0: You don't have any other sure. pets,
1: do you?
2: I
0: do. I have two other cats. Okay. Can't have... well, they do love coconut. Why? They can't have coconut oil yeah, well, and butter, you, too? You don't know who's eating it. You got three kids. You don't well, know who um, somebody's no, eating
2: so yeah. it. Believe me, it is... Um, it, it, I, um I have to pay a lot of attention to what's going on with them for yeah. sure. And sometimes I've got like another that, cat that's, yeah. got, that's on a special diet. Oh food, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, the methimazole is really effective, but the thing is you have to be careful about um, dialing down the thyroid too much. And then often what will happen next is the vet will say, Oh, you know, sorry to tell you really? your cat is now in kidney failure and the the problem is the cat was having kidney problems all along, but they were kept exactly. uh, kept under yep. control by yep. the thyroid amping up
2: okay okay all right well i um i appreciate your advice and
0: um thank you very much remember to ditch the dry food i love soul, katie thanks ditch the food dry food remember that okay yep yep it's ditched good that's for everybody all the cats (laughs) all the cats Yep. okay take care bye bye all right thank you and this there's also you know nutrisource has got several uh grain freeze that do not because if you look at a lot of the Cat food has got chicken in almost all the things, and some sure. cats have a chicken problem. So if you look at the Nutrisource line, the canned grain-free, they have several that does not have chicken in it, like their country uh, blend, um, their turkey and liver. Because that's what I have to, with my Walter, I can't give him any chicken or he, he has little problems. His face kind of goes stupid. And then, mm-hmm. but anyway, so yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where are we at there, ma'am? We got a minute. What do you want to do? You want to take a call or? Well we'll just hold on. We'll, yeah, no, okay. we'll, we'll, tell, hey, tell we'll do the hold music on. And the, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, hold in a on. minute. Okay. Okay. And then now, and the big thing, you know, some cats take change hard. So are you thinking that now, because this cat is kind of being finicky, that if she just opens a new can, he automatically is going to eat it? Or what do you think?
1: Well, it sounded like the owner thought that that was um, a pretty good idea.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, and usually people, you know, if people know how their cat's going to respond. Sometimes you do have to try different things. And then also cats can get very particular about textures. So the thing that you probably
0: cannot change is whether the cat prefers pate or chunky. Okay, yeah. All my cats, they don't, oh, I got one that, well, Adeline, she did anything that's not nailed down. Mm-hmm. And anybody, most of them, is just a pate. And then another thing that helps is putting warm water and making a little bit of a gravy with the canned mm-hmm. food because cats lick their food, they technically don't chew their food. Unless it's too big of pieces, you right. know, they like to lick their food, and that's why they like the gravy a little bit better. Right. So, Although, like, right. Although in real life they should be chewers, right? Because you're going well, to have to chew on the bones. Well, yeah, you're going to have to chew the mouse up. Right. You know. No. No. I know. Yeah. But as far as like the when you, you watch them eat the human food, <laughs> I mean not the human, but right. the, the pro, you know processed foods and stuff like that, the can, whatever. Right. And they I, have I, a ten- and, tendency right. to lick it. Right, and I basically have one of each. So I have one cat who eats raw food that's in little chunks. The other cat wants it completely ground. Okay, Okay. here's the next one. What did the stamp say to the envelope? What did the stamp say to the envelope? We'll be back. Oh, what you do to me? It's so new. All right, we got callers, so we better get to them quickly. What did the stamp say to the envelope? Hope. We tried to brainstorm. We couldn't think of anything. Okay. Uh, That's what Josh said. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I was like, help me out here. Okay. Gotcha, (laughs) Jess. Stick with me, and I'll take you anywhere. That's close. Oh. Well, basically, that's it in a nutshell. Stick with me, and we'll go places. Nice. That's cute. (laughs) Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. Good (laughs) job. There you go. There you go. All week, you guys will be reciting these, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> okay, who's up to bat first? All right, we have Deb, and she has a dog with a toe inner injury. Toe injury. Hey, Deb, how you doing? Hi, Katie. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. What kind of dog do you have?
3: He's a Lab Shepherd mix. He weighs 85 pounds, and he was out running around. And he stubbed his toe on an exposed tree root.
0: Oh, bummy, owie. Okay.
3: And so that was 2 weeks ago and he's had um two splints. The second splint now is supposed to be checked tomorrow, but the last day and a half just to go outside to the bathroom, he won't walk, you know, he won't put his foot down. He's been holding it up. Oh my. So I'm wondering if I need to get that bandage off now or if, or what I should do.
1: <laughs> yeah, we take it off. I think yeah. you want I think you want to see what's going on underneath it.
3: Okay. I mean, did, did, he then, actually, did he actually break his toe? Um, they said it could be a hairline fracture, but it was dislocated. It was his um, like ring finger on his left foot, uh-huh. back foot. Okay. And it was turned all the way back, mm. and I couldn't see the nail. It was it was awful. Oh yuck. Okay. So did so, they like
1: put it back in place under anesthesia or something? Yes.
3: Okay.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. If he was walking on it and now he's not. Yeah, I would get that bandage off. See
0: what's I mean, then, worst,
1: worst comes to worst, you got an appointment tomorrow. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would get it off now. Yeah. Okay. But he won't and put any... should
1: he, I try and rewrap his uh, not
3: leg necessarily. With, or his foot with something? No. Not
1: necessarily. I mean, if, you know, it, it's the one good thing about pain, right? It keeps you from stepping on your stuff. feet when they hurt kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I would just, you know, keep him on a leash or keep him controlled No, what if she somehow? takes it off
0: and it looks a little funky? But right? yeah, she's going to the vet tomorrow. Should she soak it in something? Um, not
1: necessarily, but I would maybe give some homeopathic remedies if you happen to have them at home like, or, or if you can get to Whole Foods Arnica. or your local co-op. Yep. Arnica. Well,
3: he has been on antibiotics and they've been trying to keep him sedated. So they've given him gabapentin and Trazodone. And I just hate making
1: him feel so sleepy right. all the time. Yep. Not sure what antibiotics are for, but that's fine. But you can still give homeopathic remedies because they're not going to interfere with any of that stuff. So... If you can get to your local co-op, Whole Foods, vitamin shop, whatever, just get Arnica and Hypericum, H-Y-P-E-R-I-C-U-M, both in, just, if you just go to the person working there and say, I need a couple of homeopathic remedies, they'll show you where they are, and just give two pellets of each remedy, both Arnica and Hypericum, two pellets of Arnica, two pellets of Hypericum, just put them in his mouth or wrap them in a treat or a piece of deli meat or something like that and give them to him. Maybe, you know, maybe an hour apart, three times tonight, and then once tomorrow morning. Okay. Well, then, thank you. And that is to help with
0: being uh, uncomfortable?
1: Know, ar- Arnica is for general pain, trauma, stubbing your toe, getting okay. hit by a train, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. And then hypericum <laughs> is for injuries to nerve-rich areas, oh. like fingers and toes and
0: tails okay. and ears. Oh, okay. And your face. I you mean, a face? Yep. Yeah, my face feels funny.
1: Yeah, but like, you know, you would take Arnica and Hypericum if you slammed your
0: fingers in the door or something. Okay.
1: Okay. So hopefully that'll help. But yeah, take
0: that off and see, because there might be, who knows, maybe an infection is in there or something. Well, you want to make sure the wrap's not on too tight, right? Because that could be a big problem. So get it off. Yeah, because since you're going to the vet tomorrow, you know, it's not like you have to wait a week or something like that. So you're all set. No,
3: tomorrow. And uh, I don't think it's too tight. I think it's slipped or twisted. Okay. Okay.
0: It might be putting undue pressure, and that's why you just want to put, yeah. you know, uh, put right. any weight on it. So, yeah, that's what I would do, because, like I say, you're going to the vet tomorrow anyway, so, okay? All right, well, thank Good you very much. Good luck. Good luck. And how's that root doing? Did you get rid of it so he can't do it again?
3: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
3: My husband's been trying to... Cut it down, but it it's really big. Oh,
0: well, then either pile some sand on it or something, or put some wood chips on it, or so so you can't do it again. So that's a right, and you (laughs) you know what is going to happen if you don't take care of it. (laughs) That's right. Okay, have a good evening. Thanks for the call. You too. Bye bye. You. Bye now. All right. Ouch. Mm -hmm. No, that's why they uh it got invented baby toes right for us. To make sure our furniture stays in place. (laughs) 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 All right. Who's up next there? Miss Hope. All right. We have Rosie and she has a new puppy, but with a chewing problem. They all do. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Rosie. Hi. I
4: sure enjoy your show. I told my daughter that she's got a new puppy and it's biting really bad Mm -hmm. and it's like a little bit of nipping, but then it, she's got sores with bleeding on her legs and her arms, and it will not quit doing that. Yeah. What the kind of puppy? is? It's a British Yellow Lab. All it right. was born February 9th. Okay. About three and a half months old. It weighs 25 pounds.
0: All right. Okay. Now, the big thing is, is that puppies... Um, uh, that's what they do. They're trying to figure out where, you know, what they can get away with, whether they're with their litter mates, whether they're with mom, or whether they're with you. So you've got to set the rules, and you have to follow through, and teach them this is unacceptable behavior. That this does not go in our house. And the first thing is, with well, a nipping dog, you never hold their mouth shut. You never smack them in the snaz. That all that does is aggravate the situation. Okay. Second okay. of all, you're going to get yourself a hair mister or a plant mister. Set it on stream, fill it with half water and half vinegar, apple cider vinegar, and then you're going to aim for, as he comes in to try to nip, aim for his nose or for his mouth, give him a growl and go, ah, no bite, ah, 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 no bite and so blast them in the nose and the mouth, okay? And then as soon as the dog backs off, you're going to call me go, thank you, or very nice. Don't say, good boy. That gets them all nutsy and the headsy. You want to yeah. be what you want the dog to be. You want them to calm down and be steady and learn. Like, if she could see the dog's about ready to, you know, be stupid, ah, 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 no bite. you be nice, be nice, all right, and then there's going to be times at that age they he gets his zoomies twice a day, once in the morning, once in early evening, where he's like he's shot out of a cannon, and he's gonna if you stand in the way you're just gonna get knocked, so just get out of the way, let him get it out of his system. If he got a fenced in yard, that's even better. Uh, and anyway, so the don't try to start stop the zoomies. Every dog goes through it. It's just so kind they of nature. Go through
4: that once or twice a day. Yeah, usually it's like
0: 10, 11 in the morning and five six at night. That's kind of the norm until they get to be about four four and a half months, then they. Go Goes down to about once a day. And then pretty soon, by, by five and a half, six months, it's pretty much done. All right? Okay. But then also, but let her drink
4: stay in a cage either.
0: Uh, how do you get them to, to well, go in there? Okay, in the kennel, don't use a wire kennel. Use an all-plastic kennel, because dogs are denning animals. They want their back covered. Many dogs have issues with the all-wire kennels. They don't feel safe in them, even okay. if you call, even if you cover them, uh, because they're kind of tinny. If you put your head in there and bump it with your shoulders, you'd be surprised at how tinny. And the dog can hear 300 times better than we can, right? And then also, Ooh. some people will put a towel over it or whatever, and eventually the dog pulls it through each it and then the problem with that is if they eat that and swallow it, they may cause a blockage. Okay, so you're better off with the wire. And if you've already got the wire one, then take and put three quarter inch plywood sheet on top, push it into a corner so the top is is uh, the weight of the three quarter inch plywood it helps it not be so tinny. And being in a corner, you got the back and one side covered, so the dog feels more safe in the kennel. If she does have the all wire type, right? Okay. Great. Okay. Then start feeding her in the kennel. Okay, what? start feeding the pup in the kennel. I, I don't know if they did that or well, not. Well, no, that's what I'm telling you to do. Start feeding the dog in the kennel. Oh, Periodic- feed it in the kennel. Yep. Okay. and then periodically throughout the day, say, Kennel, real happy, and throw a small treat in there. Small, throw a toy in there. Sometimes you close the door, sometimes you don't. Okay, you've got to acclimate the dog to the kennel. At night, at this age, the dog should be in the kennel in their bedroom. Otherwise, if they're trying to put it downstairs, the dog is just going to scream and holler in the bedroom. Okay, and, and park, wants
4: to play uh, and wakes up and wants to play in the
0: middle of the night. No, I mean, the dog at that age, if you go to bed about nine ten, they'll wake up between one two and five six. That's the norm for puppies. And so then when they wake up at one, two or whatever, you don't talk to the pup. You just pick him up, take him out to the potty spot, tell him what you're doing, go potty, go potty. And then when he's done, you pick him up and you bring him back. You don't pet him. You don't talk to him. You don't do anything. You don't wake the pup up. You put him back into the kennel and everybody goes back to bed. Okay.
4: Okay. And then they, they found out you took it to a vet to make sure it's healthy and it's got those worms. Yep. The 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 the, uh, breeder sent her home with diarrhea pills.
0: Okay. And the
4: dog went diarrhea all over in the kennel, and it was just a mess. Yeah, I bet
0: it is. (laughs)
4: Yeah, but he said that the reason they they have diarrhea and they give them the pills is because they're going to a new place and they get scared. Is that stress? You you bet,
0: stress. Stress does that just like humans. Yeah. You know, you may not have to go to the ba- bathroom, but let's say you're going for a job interview and you're stressed. All yeah. of a sudden, you have to go potty every five minutes. You don't really have to go, but you have that urge to go because you're stressed. And so, a lot of dogs that are stressed, they either piddle a lot in their kennel or they do have diarrhea until they start working things out and feel better. Okay.
4: Now she shouldn't be sleeping with them, right? No. She took She put a blanket on the floor and slept with her the first night on the floor.
0: Well, that's up to herself, but she just should, for all sake, she needs to get the cat, dog uh, acclimated to the kennel. Yeah. So, and then because that's going to be her savior, so the dog doesn't eat everything in the whole house. Okay. And then you should have your daughter uh, call me up at Katie's Canine. I'd be happy to do a full phone consult, which is 45 bucks for her. Okay? okay. To get her all organized and so she's doing okay. right. Instead of playing the telephone game, I'm talking to you and you're going to tell her. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So you can go to, yeah, you, you just go to the letter K, letter T, letter K, number nine dot com, KTK9.com. Okay. Okay. And then have given me a call because then we can get this squared away. So she's doing things right, okay? Okay, Thank okay, kid. You, Kat, very much. you I betcha. Your time, you bet. Have a good evening. You too. Bye Bye-bye. bye. All right. What do the pencil say to the other pencil? What do the pencil say to the other pencil? We're doing very short, quick ones, not not major thought provoking ones. And we'll be right back. Hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. A reminder, if you didn't hear at the beginning of the hour, we'll remind you again, starting June 5th, because we're not here next week because of Memorial Weekend, but starting June 5th, Sunday, my show now is moving from on Sunday from noon to do noon to 2, every Sunday, starting June 5th. So hopefully you'll be able to follow me. And so because I rely on your calls and your input and just have a good time every Sunday. So hopefully you guys will be able to follow me. So, Okay. What did the pencil say to the other pencil? You look sharp. Ding, 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 ding. Look at that. Was that a a joint effort? I said it and Josh confirmed. Oh, there you go. That we had to be right. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Feel good. I got one. There, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. We still got a whole other hour to go. That's <laughs> true. So we got four or five more yet. <laughs> okay, okay, who's up to bat? Yes, we have Luana, and she has a question about seasonal allergies in dogs. All right. Hey, Luana. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. You sound familiar. Do we know yes. you? Yes. <laughs> Do you have a couple of dogs that we should know? <laughs> yes. There you go. What's going on? Well, Jewel, um, the last three late
5: summers, she's been dealing with seasonal allergies, Okay. and she's st- started itching now this spring a little bit, Okay. and I know the allergies are kind of an immune system thing, and I just don't know. It seems like I'm missing something with, with her that I, I can't put my finger on.
0: Because you feed, you feed raw, right?
5: Yes.
1: Okay. Dr. Jess, what's your thoughts? Um, so what kind of treatments have you done so far?
5: Um, the only thing that's really worked for her is Benadryl and Apaquil. <laughs> and I really don't like doing that.
1: And do you give those year round or just No,
5: just basically through the end of August through till we get a hard freeze. So if those are
1: the only things that worked, what other things have you tried?
5: We've tried the quercetin, colostrum, some over the counter allergy supplements, um.
1: Okay. So um typically with those things. Um you know what I always explain to people is that it, if you look online you're gonna find these lists right top ten natural things to do for your dog with allergies, allergies yep right but those are management tools that may or may not help.
0: oh, what happened there?
1: I have no idea what that was. oh, well, keep talking okay um uh but they're those but those are not treating the root cause. Right. And so that's why those are kind of hit or miss. The only thing really out of that list that I have people use on a regular basis is raw local honey, because that I have seen have a significant effect.
0: Mm, interesting. Okay.
1: And so
5: um, how big is this dog? She's about twenty four, twenty five 25 pounds.
1: Okay. So, you know, try a quarter teaspoon per day. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't seem to do anything after a week, then I would increase to half a teaspoon per day. Okay. Um, But realistically, you do need to go after the immune system. And so that's where I would use standard process canine. um, You know, I'll use some of their dog supplements, just kind of depending on the individual history. So um, where did you get this dog? Uh,
5: She's a res puppy. Okay. Uh,
1: And so what was her health history before she started having allergies?
5: Um, She was well, when she first came in to rescue, she was about four to five weeks old, and her and the rest of the litter of puppies all had mange and secondary infections from mange and worms and, you know, that kind, kind of, of stuff. What kind of mange? Once we adopted her when she was about 12 weeks old, and she's been, you know, really healthy until this mm-hmm. thing showed up like three summers ago. Mm-hmm. What kind of mange? Um, I don't, that I don't know. Okay.
1: So that, so that could be relevant. So probably with a dog like this, I would start with standard process canine enteric support. Okay. And standard process canine immune support. And I would use those together, uh, you know, probably for the next five or six months. Okay. Uh, I'll typically start with a canine enteric support because that will repair leaky gut. Um, and I'll start it at half of whatever the recommended dose is for her size okay. for one week. Then the following week you go you go up to the full dose. Once you've got the enteric support on board at the full dose, then you add immune support at half dose for a week, then you take that up to the full dose. Okay. So it takes a little bit of time to get them on board, but I think um starting slow and taking your time is probably a better option rather than starting at full dose, having the dog blow up in your face and having to back off and start okay, over. Great. So, that's just from my personal experience with what I've done to my own dogs yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, but that's kind of what I start with because you need to rebuild and restore the normal immune system while using your other tools, whether it's honey, colostrum, et etc, as your management tools. The other two things that I regularly do regularly do for dogs with allergies, and I will say when you're feeding raw um the source of raw can be important, and you need to make sure that you're having that you have enough variety in your raw food diet. Uh, other things that I do routinely are fish oil supplement, and I don't want any of the plant based oils. So I look for something that is just made. I don't care if it's fish oil, krill oil, sardine oil, whatever, but these things that get uh, that end up in these supplements so they'll also put in flax oil they'll also put in hemp oil or ahi flower oil is one of the latest ones Yes, it is. dogs cannot use those and okay. so that's just like added junk that the dog then has to deal with the other thing is that you need to give a significant amount of DHA plus EPA so the amount of DHA plus EPA has to provide the dog with about 100 mg per kg 100 milligrams per kilogram of those two essential fatty acids together okay So when you look at the breakdown on the back of the bottle um, it might say oh and it's got this much GLA and it's got this much ALA that's great we don't care we're looking at EPA plus DHA and those two together have to come to 100 milligrams per kilogram so okay. you take your dog's weight in pounds divide by 2.2 now you have kilograms times a hundred that tells you a hundred milligrams per kilogram And that's how many milligrams of EPA plus DHA you want. And then the other thing that I would do is a probiotic supplement. And with probiotics, you need to change the probiotic that you're using with every single bottle. Even with probiotic supplements, look out for additional junk. So a lot of supplements nowadays are made as delicious chews so that you can just give your dog this treat. And it's just like giving them a probiotic. But in order to make the chewy treats, they have to put in a bunch of junk, basically, right. that are going to conflict with what you're trying to do. do
0: right. They're processed. They're process- yeah. we're processing it.
1: Yeah. So, right. And so with a dog like this, I would, like, you know, obviously, I know you're an ingredient reader. You're very de- detail-oriented. But, you know, for you and the general public, you want to avoid Flax, flax seed, flax oil. Those are complicating factors. I would probably avoid any plant-based oils with this dog. Um, And that's kind of what you start with. You know, in the the first year, you know, I I also use homeopathic remedies in practice because it gives me better, faster results. And, um, you know, the first year when you start really restoring the intestinal and the immune system, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Okay. But it, but it but it tends to get better every year,
0: right? Instead of what you're doing with the other stuff, you're masking it, you're not curing it, you're just taking care of symptoms with uh
1: right, right, which is a good goal. Right. I mean, you you know, you're trying to keep the dog comfortable right. too, so that they don't keep you up all night chewing right. their leg off. But right. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
5: yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, because she's on a raw diet. I rotate brands, types, frozen, raw, um, you know, freeze dried. She's on coconut oil enzymes probiotics
1: fish oils bone broth right right but with fish oils like i said you need to make sure you're using the right kind of supplement you need to make sure you're giving enough of it which can be a challenge like i had a lady in a couple of weeks ago dog had allergies she was giving the dog fish oils but when we did the math the product that she was using, she would have had to give the dog 20 capsules per day. Oh, my. To achieve a therapeutic
0: dose. Wow.
1: So if you have a dog that doesn't have allergies and you just want to give it a fish oil supplement, that's fantastic. Uh-huh. But if you're really trying to uh, support cellular repair, you have to give a significant amount. And 100 milligrams per kilogram is a starting dose. Wow. Okay. So your dog might need more than that, but, you, you know, you gotta got to start somewhere. Right.
0: hmm Okay.
1: That's what I would do. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now you got a plan. Okay. And if you didn't catch it all, you can you know, replay it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> go to my, mytalk1071.com and you can replay it. <laughs> yeah. If you all couldn't right. write fast enough, okay? All right. Well, thanks so much. You bet. Have a great day, kiddo. Take thanks care. Thanks so much. You too, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There we go. And we're getting close to the bewitching hour. So anyway, the, uh, the a couple of things that we wanted to talk about today also. What,
1: uh, uh, we're, we were going to talk
0: about um, uh, Lyme disease. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. And we're going to talk about. Um, oh, what were we going to talk? We're we going to talk I wrote about because, like, it now hole. now people are getting out and about more, yep. Yep. and everybody now is finding out that their dogs uh, do not know how to walk nicely on <laughs> a leash. Yes, <laughs> so we're talk And about then there's
0: that. the whole people going back to work separation anxiety yep. issue. Yep. Okay. So, continue listening. Don't turn that dial. Okay. Ready for this? why did the pitcher go to jail why did the pitcher go to jail we'll be back